What's up, everyone? Keith from BizBody here. And today, someone's joining us on the show. And when I first met this person, uh, actually, I, I looked at a whole bunch of his stuff online. Uh, his presence with pain and biomechanics is amazing, really good stuff. And he brought things to my attention that I never had thought of before. So really pushing the boundaries of my own creativity. And he coined a phrase called movement optimism. And we're going to go through this and more with Greg Lehman, the creator of Reconciling Pain with Biomechanics, a course. And I had the luxury of going to Chicago, driving to Chicago, um, where my friends had hosted uh, his course. And along with this course, I got the online course as well that he created for the time of COVID, which was, it, it's a fantastic review of everything that we went over in person. So if you like talking about matters of pain, if you like um, seeing the literature on methods that have been used in the past with different types of pain, and also reviewing that in a way of pushing this towards the future of how to deal with pain scenarios and you're in the exercise profession, I highly recommend taking this course. And you can go to his website at greglehman.ca and I'll have that link in the show notes as well. Fantastic quote, uh, course, fantastic course, fantastic uh, conversation. And what was really awesome is that uh, as we got into groups to basically think about different uh, problems and, and solving different problems, um, we we left with um, with different alternatives. We left with uh, different possibilities and uh, being optimistic about what is possible with exercise. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Greg Lehman. You're a physio, you're a chiro, you're, uh, you're an educator, you're a course creator, um, husband, your father. So I mean, you must be juggling a whole bunch of stuff or you either have taken the time to really dial in what your week is like and what your month and your year is like what like what happened to bring this all together and and, and allow yourself the, this type of freedom to to create things you really deem important uh i no, it's all dialed in now that's what's great like when I was just like when I was not teaching and just in clinical practice, that was more hectic. Whereas, you know, treating patients six days a week, you know, be in the clinic till eight or nine at night sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so uh, yeah, that, that was too much. This is better now. Like, although I'm often travel on the weekends and stuff like that, my clinic is now in my house at home. It's just a tiny one room with a treadmill and a squat rack and my outdoors. Like I see patients outside on my patio and we have like tumbling gymnastics mats. We go out there and do the exercises. So no, it's way, way better now. It's super efficient. So even though uh, I travel more, I don't see my kids. Obviously when I travel, when I'm home, I'm home. So I see them a lot. So, so it's great now. <laughs> I am not complaining. <laughs> is that, is that tough to have like your workspace for you as, as, as like the home space? So it was before we moved like I'd see people in my living room and now where we moved, it's like the dude who built this house. He had, he built Mario built a workshop in the back, like a separate room attached to the garage. Yeah. So I just converted the workshop into the gym clinic. So people walk, people just have to walk through my garage. That's it. They don't have to walk through the house. So it is kind of separate. 
That's gotta nice. walk past the skateboard ramp. It looks a little weird. <laughs> so, so what? You have you have the mats. You have the skateboard ramp. Like what? What yeah. else? What, what else is out there? That's more of like well, people would call not the extreme side, but just more like the gymnastic y uh, flow side. Like what? Oh, do you we have offer? a full proper trampoline, like a seven foot by fourteen foot Olympic trampoline. The mats are thirty three feet of a tumble track. It's like an air mattress like for tumbling and all that stuff. And then <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I love my backyard. <laughs> that's so cool. It's like, why, why do you ever leave then? Right. Other than to teach. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have my skateboard ramp in the front under the carport. I have everything I need. <laughs> <laughs> no, your, your, your wife does um, the exercise component with you or like, yeah, sometimes. So she'll see, uh, you know, clients and personal training people and stuff like that. And if they have like injuries or pain and it fits physio wise, I'll do the assessment and then send, send them to her if That's she really wants cool. to. Yeah. Really it's cool. good. So you did, um, was there like a moment where you were like, well, I, I like the research side because I've been, you know, looking at, um, I've, I've been like kind of nerding out on, on journals since, since the eighties. And, and then from there, I, I'd like to do some case studies and I like to, to really test these hypotheses that I have. Um, but then I'd also like to have a clinic. And then all of a sudden I was like, wow, I really like to share what I've learned into these courses. Be, like, was there like a moment where all of a sudden it all like came together for you? Like, how'd you, how'd you put all these pieces together? So I started as a researcher, but knew I wasn't going to do a PhD and be an academic. I just didn't, uh, I don't actually, I, I just always wanted to be a clinician. Mm -hmm. So I just dabbled in a little bit of everything. And then, uh, uh, I, and then finally I was like, I wasn't happy with the courses I saw. And I was so critical and people were like, well, why don't you do something? And I just thought I couldn't. And I was like, fine, I just did. And it's, it was funny. I would be, I was asked for years and I would say no. And then as soon as I said like, yes, to one course, it's so funny. Uh, I started getting, I was, then I was just booked for the next year. Then people hmm. just started writing me, asking me to, to, to come. It was really uh, not, not planned at all. Like it was just super lucky just off the cuff totally <laughs> totally off the cuff like i think it's because i had like a popular website for years and was engaging online and people knew me and i'd go to conferences and stuff and then and then as soon as i said sure i'll do a course then i was booked it was kind of lucky and cool so your um your online presence like what was that like coming up through the ranks was it like um just your website and blog or like what what was yeah. that okay it was merely, it was initially just for me as, because I've always discussed research, like uh, since the nineties, when I was, you know, 20, honestly, that's the stuff that I like to do. And so the blog was just, it started as like uh, me cataloging what I was reading and that stuff. I didn't, it was, it was purely selfish. And then that and Twitter and like just having debates about these things, you know, or online discussions, like before Facebook, there were not before Facebook. Yeah. I guess before Facebook, yeah. there were like, uh, uh, different uh, places to, 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 to debate, like Soma Simple or things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, it was really interesting, like during during the course, um, it seemed like one of the, the, the coolest parts of it was like, you not only presented the, this information and you also 
You also facilitated the questions in order to see if there were other avenues that like really struck your interest in fancy. Like, hey, oh, that's interesting. What was what was the um, the acronym that somebody somebody like it was like the sick oh, yeah, acronym yeah, yeah, or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody used in class. You're like, I'm going to use that. <laughs> and, it, and you know, it's funny. Someone uh, took a picture of that and tweeted it, and then said that I invented it. And then people were like offended. He didn't invent that because they didn't get they didn't get they didn't get the joke that I had like stolen it. It was classic. Like how things are taken out of context. You right. he invented, what was it like heel or something i can't remember what that was yeah, i can't, yeah, I can't yeah. remember the acronym either but it was just you brought it back like three or four times <laughs> then, well canadian humor right like my yeah. sense of, my sense of humor is pretty dry as well so i'm i can really appreciate that and uh, <laughs> i shouldn't remember the acronym because just so people are listening it was like an act the question was how do we um sometimes to help people in pain, we just sort of say, well, we need to get you healthier. And it was an acronym about that. What are all the things that you want to look at? It was like a four letter and it was a word. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Now. Yeah. <laughs> it was, find that. Yeah. It was, it was like, yeah, I thought it was like kind of um, the opposite of what you would think of. And there was the acronym that, that, that struck out. I think I have a picture yeah. of it too. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Written down. It, it, so it, when, when, um, when you're traveling around, because you mentioned that you're not really a big fan of traveling, oh. <laughs> and, and and you're presenting um, almost like you know what I really like this this point counterpoint um, movement optimist. I don't know if you coined that term or yeah. If, you know, so like I thought that that was that's that's awesome. The idea that um, when did things start switching for you? Where it's like, am I really looking at these modalities? Or am I investing in, in, in exercises gravitating me back towards this realm of moving and control and challenges? Like, what, what was what was that like for you? Uh, no, it was really early because even though I mean, in my master's uh, uh, and in my undergrad, like I was taught, it was in kinesiology or and biomechanics and exercise physiology, and it was always about exercise and building people up to tolerate things that like we had the, the model, like even before, you know, that there's the, uh, the, the homeostasis model of the knee, a die. I don't remember his, uh, his, everyone talks about, you know, the envelope of function, which is, you know, you can essentially build people up to tolerate the loads uh, on themselves. We, that, that, that's been around forever. And so I, I was taught that quite young, like, like, I mean, I, my first clinical placement was in cardiac physiology, cardiac rehab, you have these people who had surgery and they're working out super hard, right? That's, they're saying to the heart, you can adapt. And so mm -hmm. I, I didn't have to go to go through any like uh, internal evolution or revolution. Like uh, it, I was taught this stuff really young, that treatment is the application of stress and then people adapt. That's it. That's, <laughs> really that's, easy. Yeah. No, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Cause it's interesting. Cause like uh, starting out in, in exercise, it, it, Sometimes I would see people um, overdose yeah. the exercise and, and, and watch them deteriorate. And, and you brought up something that was really interesting as well, which completely shifted my ideas of um, why someone may need an internal prosthesis like a hip replacement or a knee replacement. Um, and you hear it all the time where it's like, well, you know, my family has bad knees. Yeah. or my my family has um like a bad like history of bad backs and yet i had never put 
in my in my profile, it's like or my history um, for questions like, does anyone in your family have a history of bad you know back pain or a history of uh, has anyone had a joint replacement in your family? You know, um, so it was really interesting seeing the different views and counterpoints of that. Um, when when you are now um, in a place where like your practice is pretty dialed in. It seems like your family time is, is also dialed in. Cause when you're posting stuff, it's like, it's cool to watch you like help your, help your daughters out with uh, their tumbling and their, their gymnastics. Um, how about, how about your practice for how you're, how you're helping your own body? Like, how is that, how's that changed? Uh, so I'm just trying to have, I, I, what, what's my joke? I stopped running because I wasn't fit. <laughs> like I used to run a lot and I was like, I was route for me. I was fit for running, but I wasn't fit for anything else. And mm. so now I'm just trying to be like, uh, just full body, uh, just do things that I love and keep being active. So keep challenging myself. So that's why I'm on the trampoline a lot and tumbling a lot. I want to get back to doing standing backflips and all that stuff. So, so the, the abdominals are, are healing nicely. Yeah. I mean, I actually, yeah, I got to watch that. I am, I'm, I'm training those hard right now. That's the only like specific exercise I'm doing is like full extension through my spine and then curl ups. Like, cause when you do a backflip, you eye arch and then you got to do a crunch and I'm like, Oh, I'm not ready for that. I can feel it. <laughs> so that and jumping, I actually don't like working out. I like just playing on equipment and stuff. Like I yeah. wish the gymnastics place was open again, doing giant swings again, but so I'm doing some boring exercises just to pre prepare me for the stuff I want to do. Is, is there anything that, that could help you with a different mindset in order to go into something instead of it being super boring? I mean, that, that trick I, that almost like tricks your tricks yeah, you into things. So I do that little bit of that micro uh, exercise idea, like where I try to do four to six sets of something a day be it squats or push-ups or pull-ups and stuff like that like changing the frequency like you talked about where yeah, it's on the I'll, hour kind of thing that's it what it's cool just to do one or two sets and then three hours later do another bout of that yeah. that stuff seems to work better for me than busting out a half you know 45 minute workout or something yeah that makes a whole lot of sense it, what do you see like the transformation of different practices um where do you see like exercise going in the, in the future because i you, you, you see all this um peer-reviewed research on on how effective exercise is for longevity not only just longevity but vitality yeah. um it, like but yet it seems like exercise land is still pretty stagnant and yeah. and like how how its model is for the individual it's like well you know stop by like have, have this equipment at your house do this thing on the hour instead it's like no still do this personal training session or this physio session you know what i mean it's like what do you see the future practice looking like i think uh, i think i think people are already realizing this but you know the the, the exercise doesn't matter that much as long as you know, you had a few parameters of working a bit hard and major muscle groups. It's about uh, just getting people to do it. That's mm. it. I mean, that, that's why working with a trainer or a coach is so good because that's motivating for a, a subset of people and they, they need that and helps people out. I like the minimum effective dose research. A paper just came out last night with James Steele 
that his name? Uh, and, 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 oh, I forget. And I forget the first author. It's, it's essentially like how little you can get away with, <laughs> you know, like one or two sets, three times a week, boom, there, you're going to build strength and that's all you need to do. I mean, yeah, that, I know that's not optimal, but it's still yeah. awesome. You know what I mean? Like you can so, still see a response. Yeah. It makes, it makes total sense. And yeah, I just see so many people that are, that are, that are overdosing. And, and not only that, it's like, they think that well, what I see a lot of is unsustainable type work, you know, and, and whatever it takes to, for something to be sustainable just makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. 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 And, and that's the idea that, that that's going to be the key. If we figure out how to get everyone to do the least amount for health, yeah. including me like that, that, that seems so important. Yeah. It's, just, it's just hard. I mean, cause that, we, we, I mean, pu public health wise, that's our issue. It's like so many people just stop doing any exercise, you know, at like 22. I, I, I just think of the parents at my kids' gymnastics or even the coaches. They're like, oh, I'm old. I don't do that anymore. And right. the woman and, or man is 23 years old. I'm like, come on. <laughs> and if, you're, yeah, if, you're, if you're fortunate, I mean, you got another you know, 40, 50 years, you know, if you're lucky, right? Uh, it, it was, it's, it's just, it does blow my mind. The idea that like, what, what does the research normally say? Like past the age of 35, if you, if you're 10 days out from an exercise bout, you're, you're already losing like substantial muscle cells. Yeah. It sounds right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, Oh boy, <laughs> like inactivity yeah. is, is, is brutal on a, on a human. Oh, it, it, it's huge. The idea that we just stopped doing these things like, uh, so critical of myself it's like i when was the last time i sprinted like i'm pr pretty active i do something every day but i honestly haven't sprinted you know for like four months where i just threw it into one of my runs like i should be sprinting or running lines or cutting and doing multi-directional stuff and people don't, don't do that stuff like no. like well, i don't know why we just stop the, these things i guess i think i told you i was in my eight-year-olds gymnastics tumbling class for cheerleading <laughs> like I just joined it it looked it was weird but that's funny like people view it as so weird and it shouldn't be like that should be like normal and accepted you know like we should have adult gymnastics we do have adult gymnastics classes but they're they're few and far between you know we just don't have enough of that stuff you're like Will Ferrell and Talladega Knights playing basketball in a wheelchair totally <laughs> yeah I mean, and um, rarely, rarely are there um, intentional progressions of that set up for, for one's own practice and, or, or is that even propagated through, um, through normal physical education? It's like the, the baseline education of it seems to be off with for long-term growth and long-term manifestation of, of, of physical change right from the get-go it's like either sports or or, or nothing yeah uh we're, yeah we're I, at a school level we're we're failing our kids like in ontario i'll give an example that we have something called it's mandated by law it's called daily physical activity kids are supposed to get 20 minutes of physical of, of you know moderate to vigorous physical activity every day outside of recess and gym and my kids have, haven't gotten it for three years it's just it's the law but it just doesn't happen 
you know, it's, it's just pathetic. Like, and so there, and then there's some kids, if, if, if they're not getting any physical activity in school, you know, they might be a bit disadvantaged. They're not getting at home and they're not engaging in any sports. And it's just brutal, you know, what, what, what we do now. And it's just 20 minutes. It's all you need, but we, we don't do it. I, I, it's such an easy pill. Uh, and yet we don't give that pill to enough people. Yeah. I mean, especially with a, a growing skeleton, um, especially, for females too. I mean, that bone mineral density is huge uh-huh. off of, off that critical window. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's so bad. My daughter's in an elite athlete program for high school. And uh, even that is pathetic. They have what they do. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, everyone should have to have gym class every day. I don't understand why it's, uh, why it's considered a frill or something that's secondary. Yeah. I find it interesting too. Cause when you're, when you're, um, when you're presenting in your your modules about or during the class about um, how you communicate with your clients about what what is it that you will do what do you want to do yeah um, do you do you use that for like self application when you're doing your own work oh god no no I'm not that reflective I just do uh, I, I think I like skill-based stuff and getting new skills that's all that motivates me that's why i started skateboarding and that stuff you tried the same crappy skill for an hour and a half keep falling (laughs) no no, not gifted high high trauma (laughs) oh yeah i fell last night you know how tony hawk broke his leg his he broke his femur a few months ago i he fell on the on a half pipe i fell on a, a 20 inch mini ramp like my side of my leg hit the metal coping on top. Oh. I felt right. Yeah. It's killing me right now. <laughs> and get right oh. back up and do it again. <laughs> well, that, so that's the thing. So, you know, when you hurt, hurt yourself, you're like, I got to keep doing this for the next hour. Cause for the next five days, I'm not going to be able to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, when you're, hurt, I know exactly you're like, you Oh, mean. this is going to be really bad tomorrow. <laughs> so I'll, no, I so I stayed for an hour after that. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember. Um, it was like, middle school I mean a friend are, are skateboarding um and, and you know like uh, the the old um truck ports where they have like a little mini ramp yeah, where, yeah. where the semis pull up and I wiped out so hard uh, right on my thigh and there was a there's one of our our uh, friends that were watching was watching in the distance that just caught a glimpse of me just completely <laughs> eating it and of course I'm getting up like nothing happened oh man I I I I couldn't walk, like you said, for about the next five to, to six days, like a normal person. I, I walked like, like I was a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> like this is, this is not good for me, but I, I mean, the old vision boards were, were pretty fun back then. So, um, the, I just wanted to, to real quickly, um, how do you manage, um, each facet now of, of your practice? Cause like, is it, is it really, really simple? Or is it just like a team of just you and your wife? Or do you have like other people that help you manage the whole business side of things too? No, it's just me and my wife. It's awesome. Like I, I choose uh, or chose to simplify years ago and not add any complexity and because that's what I can tolerate and no extra work and just do everything on my own. So I, 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 and I actually like the logistics sometimes of booking everything and doing that stuff. I don't mind doing that stuff. I, I like the control and I, you know, I'm not surprised by anything. So I, I really believe in simplifying, you know, I, right now I only see patients like uh, two days a week. Right. So, and I'm, 
I messed up last week. I just got back from like France and I was super jet lagged. And then <laughs> the next day I had patients all day and I shouldn't have done that. I should have taken the week off like, or the, at least two days. So I was a bit dumb there, but usually I'm pretty good at like planning ahead and not, not, not doing too much. So how, how did you know to, to compress to two days like that? Uh, just like, just trial and error, just knowing like that I was six days a week was too much before yeah, and two would work. And then, you know, and then when I teach it's two, it's two days of straight teaching, but then it's two days of travel. So it's Mm. just still a five day work week or whatever, but, uh, yeah, no, no, it's just simplify. I don't do, I, I, I'm always amazed when people run, like have have practices where they run a business and have staff and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do any of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I hear you. That, that freaks me out. Like having a staff, like it's yeah. just, it's just me and a business partner. And, and we chose to simplify a couple of years ago. And I'm just like, I wonder how many people can run the practice, do the staff, like have time with a family. Yeah. And then I couldn't imagine running a course on top of that as well. Like on some week, it just seems like no. it'd be, it'd be like the whole year would be gone in, in a blink of an eye. Yeah. No, no. You got to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you're enjoying it, man. Totally. Really cool. That's, that's awesome. Well, man, I, I, what would you tell any um, budding PT, physio, uh, strength trainer out there that's, that's like just getting, getting ready for, for like getting their practice off the ground? Um, what kind of word of advice would you have for, for someone like that? Yeah. My, my biggest is we, we do eat our young in this field. Like I think people try um, to make other people feel like they don't know anything. And then when you're starting out, you really take that in. You think, oh, I don't know anything. I'm, I can't help people. You know, I, I, I'm lacking. And I'm like, you're not. You have the skills if you're out of school or you've had the training. You'll help a lot of people. Don't think that someone out there says they have all the answers. You know, they don't. They're often saying that because they're trying to build themselves up and they have doubts. <laughs> and so they, they project uh, their superiority when they're not superior or they're selling something. That was my, you, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I, yeah. I took so many courses and, and you just would think, Oh, this person knows something uh, that I don't. And then you realize, you know, it's like that they're the emperor. They're, they're naked like that they're, they're just full of shit and they just make other people feel like they, they don't know anything so you you pay them <laughs> that's really well well said and, and throughout your course it was really interesting how um how the point counterpoint was the basis of the whole course it's like hey it could be this way it could be this way there are these explanations here's these rebuttals of what um researchers in the field have have like almost like apologized for their theories and that aren't really yeah. this way and <laughs> and and um and how the community of people that are trying to help society move in a certain direction because what is it like i mean i can't i couldn't even put into a, a percentage of how many people are, are metabolically dysregulated from lack of doing anything mm-hmm. um and, and if we're in this field to help people enjoy their lives rather than um, be be overly conscious of their extra hypercritical of their exercise. Yeah. Like, okay, let's just, I like the idea of what you said, where I like to challenge 
my skills and learn different skills. And if that skill is like moving your arm <laughs> or skills like moving your elbow better, then, then great. You know, if it's a backflip, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. Where, where can people, um, find about, uh, out about your course, your clinic, um, and about you? Uh, my website's just greglayman.ca. And then, uh, uh, the, the main social media I'm on is Twitter. Facebook sucks. Uh, <laughs> I'm on there. And it, Instagram, my Instagram is so bad. Like if there's like a business coach, they'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's, such, it's a mix. Of, I do have YouTube. I have YouTube too. I haven't done a lot of YouTube videos. I just haven't been, I, don't, I haven't seen the need yet. Uh, uh, so my Instagram is mainly my tumbling and, and skateboarding. And then I throw in like professional stuff as well. So that's just a mess. <laughs> so, so you, you prefer Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like, your, I like your YouTube discussions. stuff. Your, your YouTube stuff, like to me is it's fun to see, like you explore uh, and, and share what you're exploring. Like that's, that's really yeah, cool. research. It's, it's good for long format research to t take a, a blog or a concept and review uh work it's just uh i don't want to get in the habit of just producing stuff just for the sake of producing it, it has to be it's usually my youtube is like i have a patient who are patients who always ask the same questions through the years i'm like oh i might as well create a video that answers that question mm -hmm. right it makes just, a lot yeah. of sense and you can send them a link here that's it that's the idea like <laughs> That here, say, or, or like, you know, I, I'll have uh, when I'm teaching and there's therapists or, or coaches, like everyone has wants to say the same things to our their patients or their clients. And sometimes it's better if someone else says it and then you get to, you know, you get to talk about it. Go go see this link of this Canadian guy and then we'll <laughs> talk about what he said, if he's full of shit or what you think about it. Hey, man, thank you again so much for taking the time and uh sharing all this with with uh, with the audience and um i look forward to uh, catching up in the future especially um i'm really jealous of how you committed to 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 traveling internationally and sharing your message with this um because i have yet to really travel beyond canada and mexico so that's that's, <laughs> that's fantastic I'm, I'm glad that you do that and um especially spreading the word about movement optimism and um empowering people to take control of their physicality. Yeah, thank you, my pleasure.